Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 59 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. I'm super excited again today because we have with us again Miss Cindy Scott. You heard her last week talk about the wonderfulness of A Girl and a Gun and how she facilitates the local chapter here in League City outside of Houston. So I invited her to come back today because she has so many more stories to tell about how being so involved with A Girl and a Gun has led her to start her own business as a female, as a firearm instructor, and also to empower women to be aware of their safety and their surroundings and how she has taken this a step further. And she's, I think you told me earlier today, you're about three months out booked on private lessons and training. And it's, it's, it's a real thing. And Mm -hmm. people really want and seek training on how to stay safe out there, not just with firearms, um, but with other ways to protect yourself and your family. So welcome back, Cindy. Thank you. And tell me how A Girl in a Gun has led you to start your own company and in training women to protect themselves. Um, well, thank you. Um, as I said, that we were on a leadership that assistant team for our local chapter. And my husband was just, you know, you, you're teaching all your friends how to shoot and they love it. They're, they're, they're hooked. You're, why don't you just start a business? And, you know, it seems to, to oh, okay. So uh, Galveston Gal Firearms Training is my business. You can find my website. It's galvestongal.com. But so that's really where it started. And the first thing that I realized is, boy, if you're going to teach someone, you want to make sure that you teach them the right things to do, the the fundamentals. And in the beginning, first few months, I wanted to make sure <clears throat> that I had several ways to teach 
it's not a one size fits all. We're all different. So we want to make sure that to teach a skill, I may have two or three different ways to teach it because you want to meet that student's needs. And so continued education, continued instructor classes, self-defense. So that's really how it started. That's awesome. Because everybody does learn differently. Yes. You know, somebody could sit in a classroom and absorb 100% just by lecture. Um, the majority of us need that hands-on mm-hmm. training so we not only remember it, but um, it's it'll um, stick with us. Mm-hmm. And by practicing, and that's the other component, is it's one thing to learn it, but you need to continue your skills and mm-hmm. your new skill set to make it real. So if something does come about and you are in a situation, you automatically revert back to your training. Exactly. So mm-hmm. what kind of training do you offer? I know that you teach a lot of the firearm training and you teach people the shooting skills and pistol, you know, basics and mm-hmm. and build their confidence to be better target shooters. Um, tell me about some of the other training you do, like with um, pepper spray. Thank you. Um, yes, I started out with just some of the basic pistol classes or an introductory AR class, something like that. But you're right. Um in a male, in the male thinking patterns, they don't think about the security when they walk. Okay, I'll tell you a story. And this is where where it kind of started. My husband, his where his office is, they have to park in an underground one of those leveled parking garages. And obviously, they don't allow firearms. I told you, I said, I could I could not work there Mm -hmm. because the idea of not being able to be in and out and and by the time it's dark at five or six o'clock, I couldn't do that. It had never once occurred to him to be nervous or to look around. So that was a light bulb moment. Men think different. They are not concerned with their safety Mm -hmm. like the ladies are. And I had found uh, an instructor who's considered one of the premier instructors to teach pepper spray, it is one of the most underrated self-defense tools that we have at our disposal. You can go do martial arts, you can go do the tasers, but that takes a certain amount of skill, a certain amount of time, and a certain amount of training. Everybody can purchase some pepper spray, and within an hour or two, be able to use it and use it effectively. And if you're out there listening, if you've heard of George Zimmerman, I think everybody's heard about him from several years ago. If that man had had pepper spray, he's lost through the sad incident with him. He went bankrupt. It was years of heartache. I think it even impacted his family, um, if I remember correctly. If he had just had a simple can of pepper spray, we would have never known who he was. But so there is a lot of different things you can use for self-defense. And one of the things that's the hardest to teach ladies is your most important is your mind, is your brain is your first and number one asset. But then we can add multiple tools and it's not just about a firearm. So tell me about what you mean having your brain being your first first go-to? Well, we have a tendency of in human nature is the fight or flight. And if we haven't thought about these things or haven't been exposed, we may freeze. The 
there's also that freeze moment. Mm -hmm. So your mind, as I say to a lot of the ladies, you didn't ask for this. If they have approached you or, or are coming at you, you didn't ask for it. But if they're bringing it, you have, I, I asked this question, you have, how many of you, you have people that love you? Mm-hmm. We all do. We have family, we have friends, we have kids. They're going to miss you if you're gone, right? Mm-hmm. So you have an obligation to yourself. Your number one mission is to live. Your number one mission is to come out of that and survive. And if they started it, you have to do everything you can to live and to survive. And it's not always about the gun. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't think anything beyond, you know, most people, when you think self-defense, they think of firearms. Yes. That's that's their go-to, mm-hmm. especially if you're new to thinking about protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people really don't think about protecting themselves if they've never had a bad experience or if they've always been protected, if they've always been with somebody that's always taking care of them. Um, for example, you know, a, a spouse or mm-hmm. a, a parent, if you're in a situation and, and you know, usually the go-to is the guy that always protects the lady and, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. fine. But what if that person's not with you or what if you had, you know, now you're on your own or you moved away or whatever the reasoning is, it's our job to focus inward now and it's it's me. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? What tools do I need to have to make sure that I go home to my loved ones and I'm, I'm still here? So for those that aren't trained yet in firearms, um, you talk about the pepper spray, you know, share with me, um, people who travel, maybe we may be going places that firearms are not allowed, even if you do carry firearms legally. Um, let's say we may be going to buildings or to cities or to states that absolutely don't agree with carrying firearms or, or don't like Texans coming into their state um, with a firearm. Tell me about some of your go- workarounds with yes. that. Uh, so I'll give you a couple of things. You absolutely correct. There are a lot of states that will not allow you to fly into them with firearms. So one of the best tools, as I said, the most underrated is pepper spray. Think of it, if you will, a weaponized food condiment. We all love peppers, uh, spicy. So it is a weaponized food condiment. So this is something that you can take with you wherever you go as far as flying into another state. It's legal in all 50 states. So if you choose to fly somewhere that doesn't allow firearms, you can absolutely pack it in your suitcase. I highly recommend double bagging it just in case it leaks a little bit. But um, but you don't have to declare that you have pepper spray, but you do have to check the bag. You can't walk onto a plane with it. So do understand that you do have to check your bag, but check your bag, put that pepper spray in there. And as soon as you're off the plane, you still have a self-defense tool. So why would pepper spray be something good? I'll give you a story. Um, A lady was putting her groceries into the back of her car and and she's doing the good situational awareness, being aware. 
and a homeless man started approaching her. He had his hands out and he's talking to her, but he's speaking Spanish. She has no idea what he's saying. He doesn't have a gun in his hand, so that's not something, you know, that wouldn't be a situation where a gun would have been appropriate. She has no idea what he's saying, but he's approaching her. She panicked, closed the door, and just ran back into the Walmart. But had he decided to run after her or grab her before she made that decision when she's in that freeze mode, he could have been on her and done whatever. But you don't know because he could have actually been honestly saying, I, my car broke down. Do you have a cell phone? <laughs> my phone died. You don't know what he said. So the appropriate thing that she could have done and done easily is held her hand palm up and said the verbal word stop. And if he didn't, that's where a use of pepper spray would have been appropriate and would have been an easy self-defense tool to keep someone that you don't know their intentions. If he didn't stop, that gives you a little bit of an indicator. So it would have been an appropriate self-defense because pepper spray does not, it doesn't kill anyone. No one has died from being sprayed. Even if you have asthma, it's an inflammatory agent. As I said, it's a weaponized food condiment and we sure. all love spicy foods. So it is a non-lethal choice for potentially defending yourself when it may or be, may not be questionably a lethal situation. And another story I could give you as a student, I had a mother and daughter take my pepper spray class and she just sent the story to me. Her daughter's in college, her and her friend, as you can just imagine, it's 11 o'clock at night. They're going back to their dorm from studying in the library. And she she learned how to stage and she had her prepper spray. I was so <laughs> proud when her mother told me. But um, her girlfriend doesn't know what to do. This what appeared to be a homeless man with a hood over his head is approaching and he's talking and mumbling. She couldn't even understand what he said. The girl is apologizing her friend, but she whips that hand up, says, stop really demanding and his eyes open and he stopped. But she said she already had her pepper spray staged in her other hand that if he didn't stop, she knew what to do. I was so proud of her. That's great. They walked around him and went and back to their dorm. So when they got to safety, they called the campus security police, gave the description. That is success. That is making you not an easy target for a criminal. And this is what we want. We want to make sure that we're not an easy target and we have options. It's not just the gun. That's right. So you mentioned um, you teach pepper spray classes. So mm -hmm. any listeners out there, if they don't have the luxury of being in close proximity to Miss Cindy Scott and going to a pepper spray class... Um, you mentioned some words like staging. What does that mm -hmm. mean? Even if you don't get to go to a class, what can you tell listeners out there if they say, "I can do that. I can. I can." Get Absolutely, you can spray. do this. Yes. So, what can what can they do to prepare themselves? And what is staging? Well, what I talk about is you're when you leave a grocery store and you're walking to your car. That's a transitional space. Anyone can come and approach you. Uh, the same thing when you're leaving your car to go into the dry cleaners. Again, these are transitional spaces. So have your purse set, 
how you want it over your shoulder, or however you want to carry that purse. Don't make it easy getting out. And number one, ladies, let's face it, we love our cell phones, but we do not need those in our hands because I promise you when that beep that I got a new message, you can't help yourself. You want to look. So I really preach that we need to have those cell phones in our pocket or in our purse. We don't need to have those in our hands when we leave our car or leave the grocery store or whatever errand dry cleaners that we're doing. And then staging is what I consider having your pepper spray attached to your purse if you carry a purse, because if you don't have it with you, it's it's not available. So yes, Yes. you've got to have it with you. If you're not a purse carrier, I do have some students that don't carry purses. You can attach it to your keychain because you obviously have your keys with you everywhere you go. Or even a belt loop. Exactly. On your jeans or exactly. your shorts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there are some good pepper sprays out there. It's POM, P-O-M, and you can Google it. They have the strongest civilian pepper spray for defense that's available, and it's legal in all 50 states. They have the clip, so if you want to have it in your pants pocket, they have the little attachment if you want to put it on your keys or put it on a keychain. I suggest not using their keychain, their quick release. What I have found I like the best, because we have to have it easy when we're in a, a, a fight or flight mode. We need easy. Yes. I like the magnetic quick-release keychains. Now, everybody's different, but I like about a six or seven-pound magnetic uh, strength so that when you do a quick jerk, it comes immediately off. You're not having to worry about where you press to release the pepper spray off of your purse or off your... If you have it on your keychain, you don't need to. You can just have it staged. And as I said, stage, having it in my hands. I'm fixing... It's dark. It's at night. I'm going, I have a whole bag of groceries. I'm going to have my pepper spray in my hands just down to my side. And if it's infested, it's not obvious. It's very discreet. But if somebody approaches and doesn't back off, if I use a verbal command of stop, I have my pepper spray ready. That's right. Because we make ourselves very easy targets. You definitely mentioned the phone. That is the Mm -hmm. easiest target. And I am on my kid's all day long. Mm -hmm. Don't make yourself an easy target. Even kids, you know, even, um, even grown kids, you know, easy target because they're always looking at their phones. Mm -hmm. They're always looking at that screen and, you know, you've got to be situationally aware. Mm -hmm. And I train, you know, my kids or you can train in classes. Okay. So you parked your car today to walk into my classroom. What's what color was the car that you parked next to? What type of car was it? Yep. Was it a Suburban? Was it a Ford? Was it a Chevy? Was it a a compact? You know, so throwing those details um, forces you to always be aware of your surroundings. You can, yes, you can be aware, but you don't see. That's right. There's a difference. There is a huge difference. And even driving down the highway, you get, you know, that highway blindness Mm -hmm. where before Mm -hmm. you know it, you're at your destination and you don't remember how you got there. Mm -hmm. You know, you drove safely, you know, your eyes were on the road, but you just, you're in that kind of that trance. Mm -hmm. So I make myself always aware to 
visually, okay, what's that landmark? What's that building? What mile marker am I at? Mm-hmm. You know, how many cars are behind me? How many cars are beside me? So just being, keeping your mind active as well. So you don't get into that trance, um, it, you know, in case there's a road rage going on around you, or in case there's a police chase coming up behind you, mm-hmm. keeping your, your head in the game. Exactly. Always. And, yeah. and especially like you mentioned, I love that transitional space. You know, you, you're safe in your car. That's your place. That's your, you know, your safe spot. But when you turn that vehicle off to go to a location, what's around you, you know, take that extra pause. And, you know, John, my husband is, he's retired law enforcement. And that's one of the things that they were trained and taught. Anytime you step out of your vehicle, take one minute, 60 seconds to look around. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're getting gas or if you're going into yes, a convenience that's store, a big place. Mm-hmm. Are you walking into an armed robbery? Are you walking into something as mm-hmm. a clueless, you know, bystander? Mm-hmm. Take that extra 30 seconds, 60 seconds to look around you, look at your surroundings. Are there any shady people hanging around? Are there people, are there two vehicles that are working together? And I know I shared with you the story many years ago when I was pregnant with with Luke, my youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that John hated when I did was when I went anywhere with the three kids at the time, especially being pregnant with the fourth. I had a huge blinking beacon on me. Target, target, <laughs> yes. target. Yeah. You know, because I had three kids mm-hmm. in tow and mm-hmm. pregnant with the fourth. So I had a quick errand to run one day. It was around the holidays, but it was first thing in the morning. I went to a, a Target store. And there was not many people in the parking lot. So I parked close to the store. I got a couple things. I had my hands free, loaded my kids, loaded my groceries, jumped in my vehicle. Well, when I backed up to leave, there was a car behind me. And in my mind, you have that moment of freeze. Um, My first thought was, there was an entire parking lot full of parking spaces. Why are you up on my tail trying to pull into my parking space before I'm even out? And then I realized, wait a minute, there's another car that pulled to the front of my vehicle and I was kind of getting blocked in. And so that was the moment of this isn't right. Something's going on. So fortunately, I was able to back out and get out of there. Um, I don't know if I moved too quickly and whatever was going on with that situation, they didn't act quick enough to hem me in. Regardless, I called the police, I called the the location and and they had reports of you know carjackers and people that were you know grabbing groceries Mm -hmm. around christmas time so that was a big aha moment of even though you know you do your best to be situationally aware and you're always on a pivot you're always looking things can happen so fast very fast because they're yeah they are absolutely they're they're predators they are coming after you and they sneak. Yes, they, they do. Sneak. And the other sneak story I mm-hmm. told you about, mm-hmm. I was by myself one day and the absolute worst place that you can be, the best place for a predator is a Walmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. The absolute Most dangerous places in the country. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yep. And again, quick errand early in the morning. I got in, got out. I was behind my vehicle, behind my Suburban. The hatch was open. I was looking all around me. There was no vehicles. There, everything was, quote, safe. I threw my groceries in because I'm in and out as quick as I can be. Threw my groceries in my car. And before I knew it, I turned over, standing about six inches from my head, was another lady. She materialized underneath my hatch with me. And I 
shouted at her a few vulgarities, you know, get out of my space, basically. And I think I alarmed her as quickly as she alarmed me. Um, but she left, you know, and she basically was, she was dressed very nicely and she was, her car broke down. She was late for a job interview. She had a story. She was looking for money, but how quickly that happened, even though I am aware, you know, I I was very, you know, cautious and it happened that fast. Mm -hmm. She came out of nowhere. Nowhere. I got in my vehicle, same thing. I, I called the store, I called the police, let them know that there's people, you know, you know, predating, being a predator in the parking lot. So I moved my vehicle to a safe location and I stood there or I sat there in my vehicle for a few minutes looking and watching. And she was working in tandem with other vehicles and they were going person to person to person to person. And she was approaching many customers who unfortunately weren't as situationally aware. They had kids, they were on their Mm -hmm. phones, they weren't paying attention. So I did call the store and and they did say that they have been, you know, running people off of their parking lot because they were harassing their customers. Mm -hmm. So it's something that happens so fast, even though I had my purse on me, you know, it could have been a very different situation very quickly. Was I prepared to react Mm-hmm. And and that's the training that we need to get in the mindset. Not that there's a, a creepy predator behind every stump post, but if there is, are you prepared to handle your situation in that fight or flight moment? Correct. Um, it's Jeff Cooper's color codes of awareness. Uh, your yellow is where you should be. It's relaxed awareness. You're just aware of your, you're not, as you say, looking for someone behind every corner, but you're aware. And a lot of times when you're doing your situational aware, your, your head is on a swivel, you're not necessarily looking for what's wrong, but what's not normal. Um, there can be things missing that is, that's not normal. So it's not necessarily the bad guy that you have a preconceived notion of. It's just what's not right. And you said you had the hair Mm -hmm. on the back of your neck, that indicator. This is something that women tend to not do is listen to their intuition. Intuition was something that was, you know, back in the caveman days we have. um, There's a good book that talks about that, that we're the only animal, so to speak, that doesn't listen to our intuition. Uh, when the lion goes after the gazelle, what are they doing? They are creeping. They are they're approaching. The gazelle has to watch and keep a, exact uh, surroundings, being aware. So listen, if you have the hairs raised on the back of your head, it's not being impolite. Go. I will say one thing for the ladies with the situations we were talking. Make sure a lot of these new cars don't the doors don't lock until you turn the key and turn it on as soon as your hand is on that door and it closes you physically with your hand lock that door immediately mm-hmm. and the other thing is um well crap i forgot <laughs> <laughs> well but uh, was it was the the locked doors listening to your well there was something that when you were talking that made me think oh I don't remember to say that, but I don't know what it's it gone. Was. Yeah, it just went. <laughs> See our minds. We fill our minds, and that's that's the thing with yeah. women is our heads are going ninety to nothing at all times. You oh, know, yes, we, we, our heads are so full with the things that are that we want to say or that we got to do. Our shopping mm-hmm. list in our head that 
and and that's our worst enemy. Yes, is mm-hmm. sometimes we don't know how to slow it down and mm-hmm. shut it off. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, is we have to be so focused and so aware. Especially, I love that transition. I love mm-hmm. that um, staging of you know what what am I going to do? How am I going to handle getting from my vehicle to the store? Or, or vice versa. Exactly. And I just recently went to an instructor class. So if there is n- if there's no one out there that has this around your area, you can go to their website. Uh, it's called Image-Based Decision Drills. Um, they just had their first instructor class this past weekend. It is an amazing way to prepare you, not just to use a gun, but to make, it's a system to help you make not just quicker decisions, but quicker and better decisions on how to protect yourself when you find yourself in a situation. It's basically sets of cards that when you turn it over off the table, this card, whatever that image is, this is now happening to you right now. You have five seconds to look at it, you put it down, and you have to act. And you have multiple choices that you can choose from. You can walk away. You can run away. You can use pepper spray. You can use verbal commands. uh, And then you can obviously use your firearm. So a tourniquet, if it's a first aid thing. uh, So you have a lot of different tools in your toolbox that you don't really think you have. But as I said about the mindset in the brain, your brain has to process it quickly and to be able to make that decision. And then when you make it, go with it. Uh, and then always have that plan B if plan A didn't work. So it trains you to make better decisions quicker. And we just introduced this in a women's program that I run. And it was a huge success. What you do as the instructor is you're, you're not telling people you made a wrong decision because we all have decisions we make based on where we are and what our comfort is. But what you can do is give them insight, teach them what pre-attack indicators are. Now I remember what I was going to say. When the person comes to talk to you, ask you for a dollar, or ask you what time it is, they're actually interviewing you to see what kind of a target you're going to be. Are you going to be a hard or a soft target? We don't want anything to do with that. If we don't know them, we don't want what you're selling. So that's where that verbal command, stop, put that hand up, you mean business and look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Those are different tool sets that we all can have that may or may not include a firearm. If if I have a student that decides guns are not going to be for me, mm-hmm. great. I'm glad you have the thought and the ability to know that about yourself. Let's let me show you some other good stuff we can do. Because the last thing that you want is any moment of hesitation. Exactly. So if you have someone that comes to your your training and they train with the firearm, but they're not very confident or comfortable or Mm -hmm. are afraid Mm -hmm. and they're in a situation where that's all their go to is, that moment of hesitation can be. You know, time is life That's in right. a self-defense situation. Absolutely. And you made a good point, too. It reminded me of another example. Yeah. Don't you um, love that, how that happens? <laughs> yes. I had to go to a meeting one time downtown Houston, and it was in an open area. And it was um, I had to walk through kind of a, a, a park, so to speak, to get to the building where I was going to have my meeting. 
So I parked on the street and I had to go down a path to get to the building. Well, I was a little early, as I always am, um, and I was totally prepared with whatever came my way because, again, I think I'm pretty situationally aware and I'm very confident in um, how I present myself and carry myself. So off I go from my vehicle to, to my meeting, and there was an individual that just didn't look right, that mm-hmm. was kind of hanging out and walking around, and it just it wasn't a fit. They weren't exercising, or they were just there. That's a perfect description, by the way. It didn't fit. That is perfect. It was it was kind of that moment where those hairs stand up. So I kept an eye on that individual and, you know, I went to my meeting, I did my thing. Well, when I left, um, he was still there. He was still sitting on that park bench in between my building to my vehicle. I had to go past that park bench to get to where I was going. And so um, I was very confident. I, you know, I looked at him and sized him up and down in case I had to <laughs> put him in a police lineup or anything like that. Things that go through your head at those mm-hmm. moments. Um, so I got a description mentally of who that was. Well, again, I was confident. I walked past him. Well, when I passed him, he got up and he started to follow me. Right. Mm-mm. And so, yeah. Right. So I'm very confident. I'm in, in my mind. I'm like, okay, it's on. He's here. It is. And I turned around and he was no more than a foot behind me. I mean, he was right on my heels and I turned around and I looked him square in the face. Can I help you? Can I help you, sir? You know, and I was very assertive, very in your face, looked him right in the eye and he wasn't expecting that. I was just, you know, finding out what time it was. I don't have the time. And I stared at him until he turned around and went on his way. I was prepared. I had my backup plans, A, B, C, and D, and maybe an E if I had to get to E, mm-hmm. but I was confident and prepared, but that's just it. I mean, it, it was a public place. Um, my meeting was public. There was, and so he had every right to be there. He was just, you know, some weirdo sitting on a park bench, mm-hmm. but it wasn't right. I mean, there was no real reason why he should have been there at that moment on that day at that time frame. He was just looking. He he looked like he was, like you said, like a predator. He was, mm-hmm. he was looking for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting very conveniently in a spot where people had to pass by him to get to and from. So by throwing that situation, putting it back on that person and putting them back on their heels by you taking charge. And that's how I felt. You know, of course, when I got into my vehicle, that's when you're like, that, that flight kind of happened once I was in my safe spot back in my vehicle, it's like, oh my God, that could have been bad. The adrenaline the kicks adrenaline. in, yes. It could mm-hmm. have been very bad. But mm-hmm. being prepared, you know, if I was on my phone, I would have walked right past him, not yes, even you were. realizing mm-hmm. he could, exactly. there's no telling what could have happened. If anything, he just could have been a weirdo looking for the time. Mm-hmm. Not likely so. But being that confident in how you carry yourself you know, always having that head up, always looking in the eye. That is so impactful when you're in somebody's face, back in somebody's face, looking them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Not, but not today. You're exactly right. And you, you, you mentioned, and it was spot on. There was actually a study done years ago with uh, people that were in prison. They just gave them different videos and said, spot who you would attack. And believe it or not, what they learned from it, they, I can't remember the number, but they always chose the same people. And these criminals didn't know each other that they could have talked, but they were, they always had this innate ability to pick out 
the same people. So when they interviewed them, believe it or not, criminals will assess the way you walk, the way you carry yourself. And that is an indicator for them is if you're going to be a hard or a soft target too. So one of the things I tell ladies is, as I said, it's okay for people to be wherever they are, but you have a personal space and it is not okay for them to be in that personal space. It is not okay for anybody to be rude to you or put their hands on you. No means no. And that was one of the things I really looked at that student in that pepper spray class a couple of months ago, because I knew she was in college. And I looked her in the eye and said, even if you know them, and they're a friend, no means no. That's right. And no one has the right to be close up and personal with you, if you don't want them to be. And you have control of that situation. Exactly. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I just can't stress enough the importance of, especially being female, the mm -hmm. importance of being confident to protect yourself, to protect your family, and to protect your, your bubble, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know, yes. your space. And whether that means with the verbal, with martial arts, with pepper spray, or, you know, hopefully it never gets to that point. But if you have to use your firearm, you know, are you trained? Are you prepared and have you practiced? Mm -hmm. Because too many times, you know, people will carry a tool that they don't know how to use. And sometimes it actually gets turned on them. Exactly. Regardless of the level of tool it is, you, you were talking about the pepper spray and that's such an overlooked, you know, tool that we can have anywhere and everywhere. Mm -hmm. How do you use it? You know, how do you practice with it? How do you hold it? Do you know how to squeeze it or, to, or co compress the, the nozzle? You know, you have to be familiar with your equipment. And you shared with me the website where they actually make the water. Tell me a little yes. bit about that. Um, so if you look on Saber Red or uh, Palm, P-O-M, the pepper spray, both of those, they have a just vast amount of videos and articles that talk about the various pepper sprays, how to use them, how to hold them, what to look for. I personally, as far as pepper spray goes, those are really the only two companies because pepper spray as an industry is not regulated. So anybody can whip up a batch at their home and put it in a canister and you may not be getting what you think you're getting. So you're. it's safe to say if you choose a Palm or a Saber Red, they have independent outside testing. So what is in that canister is guaranteed. That's what is in that canister. They do expire. So check for the expiration date for sure. Exactly. But as you said, you need to know how to use it. So they give you some visuals and cues. There are in Saber Red, they offer all kinds of different gels, foams, the basic, I think, that the safest, the easiest, the quickest to take effect is the actual stream. So that if you look at Saber Red, look for stream, S-T-R-E-A-M. The thing is, what people don't realize, the gels seem to be the in-hot thing to use. I'll take a timer. The gels don't take effect for 30 seconds. I'll do a timer for 30 seconds in the class. It is shocking how long 30 seconds takes. That's right. So you don't want to get the gels, even though that's kind of popular. And you may even have someone in a store tell you, yes, this is the great thing to use. 
they probably don't research and don't understand a lot of what the the components are. So you want that stream. It delivers better. And if you're in a windy place like we live, where uh, because the wind is a factor, you can spray it and it can come back and, and spray you. You won't have that with the stream, at least unless it's gale force wind. Right. <laughs> but um, so that's the top I would encourage ladies to look for the crossfire, C-R-O-S-S-F-I-R-E. It is the only technology in a can that you can it's not something that's it's in a larger container, so it's not really easy to carry on your person. But if you don't have a firearm or you don't want one, that is a perfect thing to have on your nightstand because it is a larger container and it will spray upside down where the others will not. They will just the propellant will just just go out and it won't work. And that's something to think about, too, is if you are walking and, and somebody takes you down, mm-hmm. you know, you may have a tool that is useless because you're unable to exactly work it upside down. So. E- exactly. So uh, one of the other things, um, well, that went away again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have all these things to tell you. So, yes. <laughs> Well, that's great. So I just can't stress enough. And I'm so glad that, you know, Cindy spent her day with me again, mm-hmm. again this week and mm-hmm. telling about situational awareness, because that's one of those things that I think most, most women overlook. And I have so many friends that they have jobs where they work in, you know, downtown Houston, or they work in a facility that you can't carry firearms, exactly. or they mm-hmm. have parking garages, or they work the night shift at a plant, or they're, they're in the hospital you know, um, medical field where they're going across, you know, dark parking lots and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so tired after working a 12, 14 hour day that that's the last thing on your mind is, you know, what's around you. Mm -hmm. You just want to get to your car. You just want to go to bed and you can't let your guard down again. Not that there's a boogeyman behind every bush, right? But if there is, are you prepared? How are you going to keep yourself safe? Mm -hmm. So you have a home and a family to go to. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that you train in with your um, business. Yes. And you tell people how to find you if they are in the greater Houston area. Um, well, it's galvestongal.com. Uh, I'm a certified off-body carrier so uh, instructor. So if you want to carry in your purse, I find a lot of ladies like that. They need to ease into the carrying of a firearm. So they'll start with a purse. A lot of men don't like that. They just say, nope, it should be on body. That is true. But you have there, you have to be able to meet every student's needs. And if they're not ready for that, then if you want to choose, that's your decision. Let's learn how to do it the right way. So uh, purse carry, pepper spray, um, image-based decision drills. This is a new class that I'll be rolling out. And this will not be a shooting class because you're going to learn with a cert pistol and the inert water sprays. So what is a cert pistol? Uh, thank you. Cert <laughs> pistol is the laser pistol. It is designed not to shoot uh, an actual round. Mm-hmm. What it will do is when you press the trigger, it looks, feels, and acts just like a real gun. But the only thing that happens when you press the trigger is you get a cool little laser light that 
shows so that you can actually see if you hit the target. So we use a lot of these kind of training tools so that I'm able to go into a classroom and I don't have to have a range uh, because a lot of it is is teaching you how to think mm-hmm. and teaching you that you do have some choices. And one thing I didn't mention that I ask all my ladies to have and if you come to my women's programs, uh, Lady Sure Shots at Shoot Point Blank, you know this. Um, I want every lady to have a pepper spray, and I also want them to have a flashlight. Buy the, the brightest lumens flashlight you can afford and have it with you. If it's in your purse, great, because that is a, another underrated tool that, especially in the evenings or at night, you can flash in someone's face and it temporarily blinds them. And if you interview criminals, they associate flashlights with law enforcement. So they're not expecting us civilians to have a flashlight. So that's another tool that anybody, you can take that anywhere, just like pepper spray. That's right. It's a flashlight. Who cares? Well, guess what I can do with it? That's right. There you go. I love it. Well, thank you so much for bringing all this great information. And hopefully with what you've said today, you've hopefully got somebody thinking, man, woman, child, somebody thinking um, about something they've not considered before. You know, it's all about our safety and not only us, but the ones that we love when Mm -hmm. they go out and about on college campuses or anywhere Mm -hmm. they may go, we also want them to come home to us. So it's Mm -hmm. not just about our safety, but it's the ones we love as well. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that they're trained and they're protected, whether it be flashlight pepper spray or an escalated type of a a carry. Mm -hmm. So um, I just thank you so much for spending another another day with me and and teaching us all about situational awareness and how important it is so and that goes not only for your everyday errands and vehicle to store to work it also goes when you are doing any kind of outdoor activity so if you're camping if you're fishing if you're hunting you know, again, you may not be the only ones on that property. Um, Hopefully you have permission to be wherever you're at, but sometimes you're not always going to be the only ones there. So don't let your guard down when you're doing outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're you're on a public fishing pier or when you're going on a, a public hunt or a private ranch, because you never know There might be people on that property that don't have permission to be there and they may not have as good intentions as you do. So keep that situational awareness with you at all times in every activity that you do. So there is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo with my friend Cindy Scott and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, you can visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.